Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 366 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined on occasionally when he is medically cleared to compete. White Collar Willie is back. He's got a shirt. It That shirt has buttons. He's in Easton, Pennsylvania in his handicap accessible studio. Willie, our favorite gout sufferer, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Foot's a little swollen, but, uh, you know, I'm a gamer. All glory <laughs> to God. <laughs> oh if you're my. a gamer, wouldn't you have been here uh, Tuesday? Yeah, Shut yeah. up, the haters. Yeah, a gamer would have probably... I had a doctor's appointment, you bum. If you were a gamer, wouldn't you be at NHSCAs? You medically forfeited out. Yeah, people... Also, people... not my job to go to NHSCAs. Yeah, if we, if, we, if we were called upon, you best believe we, we would have made the walk, right? Well, I was there. And talking about walking, that place is like four football fields long. <laughs> you never realize a, how big the place hour. is until you're, uh, until you're completely incapacitated. It took me a half well, hour to get from Matt 1 to Matt 7. Well, okay, so... Is there a little bit of regret that you didn't listen to the medical advice of your good friends Kyle and Christian from four years ago? Is there, there's got to be a twinge. No, I mean, regret. No, I listen. I rare. I don't go to the doctor like ever. Yeah. And so. Me either. You know, I I actually did go to the doctor for for that, and uh, he said it was turf toe, so. I don't know. I toughed it out. I, it flared up like. Was that not a red flag that basically athletes get turf toe and you don't do anything? Shouldn't that have been a. No, no, no. that's not true because. And this is what I still don't understand. I mean, we're, we're talking about. Talking about gout right now. But. Uh, it's definitely the opposite. This is what I still don't understand. This is what I don't understand is that for real, every time it swells up. I do something to my foot ahead of time. Like, the first time it happened, I was wrestling you. Yeah. The second time it happened, I'll never forget, I was at Super 32, I was wearing a pair of cowboy boots, and I went to plug in, I went under a table to plug in my computer charger, and I felt like my, my, my foot was curled, and I felt it like pop or something. And so, like, like every time that it, every time that it flare, flares up, it's like. So what'd you do for this? There one? was something. What, what was the triggering incident for this? For this uh, flare I, up? I, sw I swear to God, I was at Harpoon Larry's and I had my foot on the like the rail of the bar, and I felt something. Next day, I'm limping around like a. I love it. I love the de-escalating like um, physical thing that required it. It started off as wrestling. Then it was plugging in a computer charger. And then it went to, I put my foot on a rail. So it's really, I can't imagine what it's going to be. When you put on your socks in about three weeks from now, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a flare-up. Because it, it clearly doesn't take much. Is it higher than a curb? <laughs> the rail? All right, higher than a curb? All right. Um, yeah. So... Willie's Willie's here for now, and uh, I think at this point we should just be thankful for any time we get with with Willie, you know, because I mean I don't know what the what the big deal is really. I mean, they're probably gonna be a pill or something. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, we hope it clears up. Um, no big deal. Sion Williams Certainly claims he's coming on the show. I'm not he's sure. I'm not sure when he's. Coming. How does Sion not have gout? 
Uh, he eats a lot of peppers. He, he's good now. <laughs> you should see him. He he comes in in the morning. He peels. What, you know what? That can be part of the topic of conversation when Sion gets on. Ask him how he's remained gout free all these years. Um, he'll probably make it about how Jamaicans don't get gout or something. That's a that's a prediction. If he's not listening right now, he might say that. Mm. He he makes a lot of leaps like that that don't actually make sense. Okay, to wrestling. What do we talk about? Well, there's a lot of uh, things going on, kind of on the periphery. The the head coaching situations, um, not a lot coming out of the Maryland search. I haven't heard much recently. Um, Scott Moore, I know, is still who I think will probably get the job, but I think pulling him away from Lock Havens could be maybe a little tougher than maybe I would have expected. Willie, do you have any um, coaching news you care to share or speculation? No, uh, I think. I mean, I think the smart money has always been on Scott Moore. You know, we've mentioned several times that the uh, the guy on the search committee was a former AD at Lock Haven. They have a tight relationship, and, and from what I learned, uh, it's really tight. They really um, they really value each other. Uh, but you know, S- Scott, I think, has a unique situation. He lives in a little town outside Lock Haven. Um, where his entire family is. There's like 20 houses and six or eight of them are his family, his sisters, his sister-in-laws. It's a really unique kind of situation. Uh, And so he would be the sibling that moves away from that. Uh, Obviously there's uh, some, some, there's benefits to going to Maryland and the fact that they're a Big Ten program and they have more resources. Uh, Lock Haven's recruiting budget is a thousand dollars a year. A thousand dollars a year. That's like you know when when Nate Carr Jr. goes to Super Thirty Two to recruit and he has to pay one hundred fifty dollars. I don't know. You know, two hundred dollars for a rental car, a hundred dollars a night for a hotel room. That comes out of the thousand dollar recruiting budget, right? Um, so that's not ideal. Didn't you donate a thousand dollars to Lock Haven, Willie? <laughs> I did. Basically, I supplied their whole. So basically, I you are recruiting budget. Well, wait. Did you give a thousand dollars this year? I gave a thousand dollars last year. Right. I, so I I'm saying they're not going to have a recruiting budget. <laughs> it, they're they're totally no. dependent on you, Willie. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So maybe I have to. Maybe I have to uh, donate again. Be the change. Obviously, obviously, um, I think anytime there's a really good coach at a program like Lock Haven or Clarion or Eastern Michigan or whatever, um, obviously I feel like I don't like them to leave because they give a punch in the arm to that program. They give stability to the program. Um now that being said, you know there's benefits to Scott Moore going to Maryland. I was told that Maryland's recruiting budget is north of fifty thousand a year. So, um, wow, there's that. Uh, I, I know that. I know that Scott is a little reluctant to leave based on his family situation, based on being where he wants to be. I know his first course of action is to um, try to push the administration there for more support. They want to get another coach uh, 
they want to get another coach fully funded. They want to get more scholarships. They're at, I think, 5.1 now, and they want to get or 5.1 or 6.1, and they want to get to 7.1. Um, and they want to get some some raises for their uh, for their assistant coaches and, and a couple other things. So um, I think, you know, Maryland will it's going to have to come hard. Everybody knows that the cost of living in the D.C. area is ridiculous. So um, they have to come really hard. And so uh, I don't want Scott Moore to leave. I think yeah. there's a little bit more. I want Maryland to be good. I know I want Maryland to be good, too. You know what? And thinking about this, too. Not as and bad it has as I do. Scott, it has nothing to do with wanting Scott Moore to stay. It's just is a general thing. But I don't get when coaches or, or programs, particularly in the power conferences, that, and you hear this in wrestling all the time, they want a guy with head coaching experience. While I get that, like I get it, right? They want a guy that's been in behind the operations and can prove. I don't understand why they, uh, it's so often limited to that. I mean, there's guys out there that are head coaches right now that are terrible. Those yeah. are that are great. But there's also, um, if you're going to say, yeah, well, you know, we, we want somebody that had a, has had coaching experience. Some of the brightest prospects are, are guys that are assistants. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it is, it is. I mean, we talked about this on the last show, so I don't think we have to rehash it. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain situations where I think you do need the blue chip um, coach, like the coach of Penn State and Iowa and Ohio State, the coach should probably have had coaching experience. But I think by and large to overlook that large of a population of coaches is definitely my, myopic. So I completely agree with that. Um, all right, so that's Maryland. Not much. A couple other things. Okay. But uh, Lucas Bird has some visits lined up. You know, he decommitted from Maryland. He's looking – I think he took a trip to Illinois, which he liked, and there's a couple other um, couple, couple other schools that play. I think Virginia, uh, he, he obviously took a trip to Maryland, so he has four, four – well, he took a trip to Maryland and Illinois, so he has three left um, and a couple trips lined up. Ryan Volak from George Foundation PA State Champ and, and Powerade champ over iron man champed over uh he is asking for his release from uh george mason so he's back on the market dang well that's too bad for uh george mason Jeez. yeah were they in on him early and then yep mm. yeah and you know vulak was a guy Vulak was a guy like freshman year he was like really good Right, freshman year he was like tenth, and then he sort of leveled off, and he was between ten and twenty for a long time, and then his senior year he really blossomed. So, um, and George Mason was in on them early. Not mm. exactly sure why he's pulling out from there because they had a pretty pretty good thing going. Yeah, the, oh. the interesting thing with those guys is, <clears throat> and I get like I I get more so Bird obviously losing the coach he committed to, but man, money's tied up right now. And those guys are going to end up possibly losing out on pretty good scholarship deals. You know, Bird's ranked number one. We just came out of the final high school ranking. Zay, Willie just dropped him this morning. Bird's number one. Vulak's number three. So you're talking about quality guys that are going to – you're going to get them for a bargain probably. Maybe. Not necessarily. A lot of these teams have – they hold one or have more than one available for for these guys or they didn't – 
you know, anymore. I mean, any coach with foresight now is going to have money in the spring. If you, if you have any, everyone knows this transfer stuff's going to be happening and that guys are going to be on the market. If you don't have money available, significant money available, you're you're you better have it tied up already with some studs because there's going to be some hammers available between guys decommitting because of coaching changes, which happens every single year, and guys now we're going to see this flood of transfers or that's at least predicted. Uh, guys ended up so if they don't have money, man, they played themselves. So I I actually disagree that money is going to be tied up at this point. At the smart programs, that shouldn't be true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see what those guys people want to get out of the Beltway. Apparently, no one <laughs> wants to be in the DMV. What's up with that? It's a great place to be. Anti, actually, anti swamp. Yeah. Okay, so pretty interesting stuff. This this uh. You know, beat the streets. The, no, no matches have come out, and we can't really talk even speculate about what's coming up. But we can speculate about what Jordan Burroughs and Ben Askren have been speculating about, which is wrestling each other, which was the surprise of my Tuesday afternoon when I get on Twitter and I see Burroughs tweets, should I wrestle Ben Askren at beat the streets? And I was like, wow, I had never even considered that. And um, so they kind of go back and forth a little bit on social media. And... Uh, the, the fans want to see it, and I want to see it as well. And, uh, you know, it would be, man, as cool as Chamiza was last year, this is like more, um, we, we knew we were going to see that one eventually. But, like, this will we'll never see it, right? There's no chance we would have seen it before. We'll, we won't see it again. You know, Ben's done competing. He's going to be the UFC champion probably in a year or so. Um, so, man, I, I, I got really, really excited about that. And uh, I don't know, if Willie, if you have any thoughts or the the, the gang. Yeah, I would, I would love to see it. Um, I think it's an interesting matchup and st- styles. Of, of course, I'd pick Burroughs, but um, Ben's. If Ben's anything, he's entertaining and makes makes things interesting. Um, I really like what Beat the Streets is doing this year. I mean, I'm I'm glad it's not this way. All the time, um, I like seeing the international wrestlers. I like having. You know, New York City is New York City, and to have that international flair is pretty cool. But um, for this year only, the you know the college guys versus the established guys on the senior ladder, uh, that's real. That's really neat and brings an extra sort of dimension, especially in heading to twenty twenty. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. I think we're gonna have a lot of really really good matchups that. I think we're release our the first one's getting released tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if that's 100%, but I think we'll at least have our first matchup tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. It's coming soon, either way. If it's not tomorrow, yeah, it sounds like the, you know, with with things like beat the streets, right? There's always kind of things that need to be right, uh, eyes that need to be dotted and whatnot, and, and contracts need to be signed. But the I imagine, you know, it's press release season, right? These things are coming in fast and furious. We're gonna have beat the streets announcements. We got final final X announcements coming in, right? Guys are signing with with RTC, so a lot of a lot of the big time press releases coming out. Um, if Burroughs and Askren were to happen, if it were to get locked up, I was talking with Christian about this yesterday. Um, I asked him what's the line or the spread rather right away, and we both agreed five point five uh, minus five point five in favor of Burroughs. Will you agree with that one? Well, what's the? I'm, uh, to be honest, I've been out of the loop. I've been hurt and sick and everything else. Uh, what is it? 
Would be folk free time limit. What's a free, this could be a freestyle this? match? Freestyle? I mean, I think that hurts a little bit. Well, um, obviously, yeah. I don't know. I think I think probably greater than that. Really? You think the line should be higher than that? Yeah. No. I mean, Jordan Burroughs. Jordan Burroughs is, you know, an every year medalist. Trans and freestyle. That is that, that can simultaneously be true, and he can. I mean, what was right. what was the IMAR score? Yeah, and I mean, I would take the, I would take Burroughs in that line, but I don't know if you said it at a, like an eight or something, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. I I think it's in that I neighborhood. I don't know. Ben, ben is a, a in, just an interesting X factor, and w- one thing I've been thinking about just because I've been thinking about this match a lot, is like Burroughs, we think double, double, double. He doesn't shoot the double as much anymore. He's a, got uh, his inside yeah, yeah. reach singles is his go-to thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a good finisher, but it's certainly for how much he gets to legs. If you're looking for an opportunity where Ben could be do some dangerous Ben Askren stuff, that's, his, that's a leg attack we're seeing a lot from Jordan. And, you know, it, he could have the angle too well and, and finish, but that's an opportunity for Ben. And, you know, Jordan also might play a little closer because he knows Ben's tricky. There might be more stalemates than usual. Yeah, I mean, maybe five and a half. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see Ben getting smoked that that badly. I mean, of course, a lace can always just, like, end it. But right. I don't know. I just don't see that happening with, with Ben. But, you know what, maybe uh, we also haven't seen him compete since – Clayton Foster, right? In like 2014, 15, whenever that was. So it's that, been, didn't, that didn't go well for Ben. Yeah, very big Clayton Foster. <laughs> Clayton, bad that, matchup. That's another thing. I want to know the weight. I mean, I guess, what's Ben's UFC weight? 170? Yes. So it would probably be, because Beat the Streets is never scratched, nor should it be. It's an exhibition. They did some crazy stuff last year with Chimizo. I cannot believe, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe, I can't believe Jordan agreed to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Shimizu wanted it light, right? Yeah. He's coming up from, or he was coming up from 70 Shimizu can deal, should have just had to deal with whatever Jordan wanted, in my yeah. opinion. It's like, no. What? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a freaking charity event. It's an, it's an exhibition. It's not, Chill it's not out. the ranking series, Frank. Jeez, I'm retroactively Well, upset. and especially, especially to change it, like, on site. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, late in the game. No, wait, they weighed in that, I forget what it was. How much does the, um... How much does the quality of the matchups in your I don't know if you guys know impact the like level that the the fundraiser gets? Right? I, like if Ashkin Burrs were to happen, would it jack up the amount that would theoretically go to beat the streets afterwards? I have no idea. Yeah. You would I mean I would hope. In gen well, in general, if the let's think about it like this. If it was, you know, uh Dylan Duncan versus Paul Glenn type matches for 10 straight matches, out. it would be worse. Sure. Okay. Sure, yeah. So there is some level where the better the matches now, where does it like kind of just level off? Right. But I think, yeah, I think it's certainly, certainly. And then helps. there's a matter of like what the, how much like beat the streets budget and like how much that plays into it. Anyway, hope it happens. I hope that we get to see it. It raises a boatload of money for beat the streets and uh, yeah, they put yeah. on a freaking show. Yeah. If I don't know who Burroughs will, I mean, I'm assuming Burroughs is wrestling and beat the streets. Yeah, he has basically every year since 2011. But, you know, 
Uh, if this doesn't happen, I don't uh, know who he's wrestling. It's getting kind of late in the game, too. Yeah, I mean, Burroughs is yeah, Burroughs is gonna wrestle, right? Like you said, like he does it every year. It's just a matter of Ben or somebody else. Well, I hope the UFC is cool with it. I think they are. Ben's Ben is in. That's Great. A, that Ben's in. That's done. Um, so we'll just we'll just wait and hoping. How many happens? How many of the world teamers do you think? Good question. Because I my first concern was that the champs weren't going to do it, but now I'm like, well, man, Dave, how many of the world teamers are going to? I'm do sure it? David Taylor's going to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, not trying to break a story. I just think that he will. Yeah, we're, 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 speculating, we're um, speculating here. I would imagine Gwiz will. I don't know about Gilman. I would hope. Mm, mm-hmm. I would hope Gilman, but Gilman has to go to the Open, right? He should. Which is like two weeks before, so maybe they'll be like, I don't know. Um, who's 61? Cologne, I feel like, will do it. Cologne, Cologne should better do it. I don't know I'm saying better, but like, <laughs> that would be... Well, just like it'd be Nomad good threatens ex- Joe Cologne. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. But it'd just be, it'd be great exposure for him, right? Because like, I still feel like, you know, he wins the bronze, but I still feel like star power-wise, he's lower than Nation in terms of like general people knowing about him and, and caring about him as much. So I think it would be great for Cologne to do it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. I don't know about... So it's, Go ahead, Willie. It's 5-6, it's the, uh, you know, May 6th. It's a month away, so I assume we're going to start hearing a lot of matches roll out. Yeah. Um, releases, right? I mean, should start soon. Correct. Um, okay. So we got some lineup looks coming. Out. I don't know where the heck Sion is. Sion said he's coming on. Is I wonder him. if you know. Is this like when he said he was going to Iowa, and then he wound up in Ames? He said he's gonna be on FRL. He's probably gonna be on like the Bootleg Podcast with Bracky and Colby in like uh, a couple hours or something. I don't know what this means. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe we got stood up by Sion, the man who complains so much about not being allowed on the show, uh, doesn't make the walk. Highly disappointing. Let's talk about Ohio State lineup look. How are the Buckeyes mm. looking uh, this year? Nomad, you did this article. What is your prediction for, for the Buckeyes? You know, so back in – so we've been doing these lineup looks for, for a little bit now. And, you know, last year Willie did um, recruiting targets, and I did kind of the lineup look closer to the season. So And we're going to do that again, but – um, one of the one of the nice things is like you know strike while iron's hot. Right after NCAA's, you go on all the message boards. You talk to all these fans. They're like, "What's our lineup going to look like next year?" They all want to know. And I was like, "Man, Ohio State is going to be hurting just because you graduate four, three four time All Americans twenty eighteen, yeah. four time All American, and two two more three time All Americans this year." insane like that's a lot of firepower. And just think what they lost in the last two years. Kind of puts in perspective that. How good they were two years ago, like they were insane. Yeah, and and I wanted to. I never end up doing it. I, I could do it rather easily. I just forgot to p- total up all the points that those guys earned. Right, McKenna Snyder, both Jordans. Um, I never end up doing it, but it's it's you know going to be what probably what two or three hundred. What did they score the year they lost in, in Cleveland? What did they score? One forty. They scored one um, thirty-three, which is like a top twenty score. One thirty-three and lost. Yeah. One thirty-three and lost. Yeah. Crazy. 
Um, but anyway, I, I think they're going to – I still think they're going to have some firepower. So you figure Colin Moore is going to enter the year preseason number one. Yeah. And, you know, he's been, what, third, fourth, second. So I think he's a obviously a title contender. He should be a pre- pretty big favorite, don't we think? Yeah. I mean, the now here's the thing. We didn't get to see him against Brucky this year. Brucky clearly kind of jumped a level. Um, but in 2018, he beat him. He beat him twice. Majored him twice. Um, he beat. He's beaten Jake Warner multiple. Jake Warner multiple times in freestyle and folk style. Now the the folk style one Big Tens was a little closer. Um, Weigel's gone, but you get Ben Darmstadt coming back, and then I assume he would beat Hokit. But you know, Hokit's a guy who kind of. Where he was like a 16 seed that, that came on. Hokit, so. here, I'm going to tell you that Hokit needs to stop playing football. <laughs> he needs to go all in on wrestling because that, I mean, he's great. I he, saw a clip yesterday that they're going to move him probably to like an inside linebacker. No, I'm going to move him. I'm moving to the bench. <laughs> Get out of here, Josh. <laughs> move come him on, to man. Full time 197. Listen, he's great. Yeah, come on, man. You ain't going to make the league. I mean, unless he does. But I'm just saying. I don't think that's why he's playing football. I, mean, I know, I know. I, yeah, I'm sure he does. But, like, do you want to win a national – he can't win – listen, I don't think he can win a national title playing football and wrestling. I think he could win a national title. Dude, it might be a scholarship thing. Like, if if he does not count against Fresno State's because he is a fool for football. Fresno State wants him to wrestle. Uh, I hear Fresno that. Fresno State wrestling wants him to wrestle. It's not some scholarship – well, no, I'm just trickery. I, I'm not saying it's trickery. I'm just saying like it's smart on if they if they have him on the, technically a zero because he's full football like. No, it's smart. Josh Hokett winning a national title, not yeah, pinching, yeah, yeah. Not pinching right. pennies. Um, it, it would be better for Fresno if he Fresno State wrestling if he just wrestled because yeah. I think he can win a national title. Uh, okay. So, anyway, so get back real quick. Get back to Ohio State two years ago. Fifteenth all time. Fifteenth highest score all time. Uh, and they lost. Insane. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think obviously Colin Moore is a big um, a, a big national title threat, and then I think Sammy Sasso is a legitimate title threat for sure. I mean, you know, he he's he beat Lugo and Pantaleo this year. You know, Art Alona was is going to be a guy who when you when you look at the seniors leaving, he's going to be a top ten guy, and he pinned him last time they wrestled. So then you're look, you know, he beat Brayton Lee, who he lost to Brayton Lee last time they wrestled. So then you're looking at Kalodzik, O'Connor, Deegan, and. Um, who else did I have in there? I see guys like Kalodzik and oh uh, Mahler, Mahler. I think I think guys like uh, Kalodzik and O'Connor are the two kind of dudes for Sammy that present the most problems. Mm-hmm. I think Mahler, he's gonna Mahler's kind of tricky. Sammy will be a little savvier. Deegan, same thing. But I think those are the two types. And and you know O'Connor's could be the preseason number one, but you know Sammy's got you know, so much offense. Not to not to switch gears, but it, I think I think 149 has been sort of an odd thing, and maybe even 157. Um, and the senior big board came out. Well, I posted it last night at like midnight, and I don't know what Christian's going to run at some point. But that's why I I almost tinkered with the idea of moving Andrew Alirez up because. 149 has not been very deep, and Andrew Alirez is already in that. I mean, if Andrew Alirez started next year, would you rule him out of finalist contention? I wouldn't rule him out. I think that would be a. I think it would be a stretch. I think we're. I think a lot is getting put on freestyle results. Yeah. Which I'm sure. I, I think you can, and I think a lot of his stuff translate. You have. Uh, he has a. 
world-class looking single leg to me that he gets to and can finish really well but there's just so much there's other elements i want to see his mat game how can he get away how is he on top can he get it right there's just so much more than just that takedown aspect but i think he's got the talent for sure to be a, a top five guy if you look at i mean you know brock Mahler was a what was he seated this year he was a, a, a like a, the four seed brock Mahler was a four seed and i know we kind of keep coming back to brock as like Listen, this guy's a true freshman, and he did this, and look at how we viewed these other guys that are coming in. But, yeah, Aliris is definitely a guy that at 49, and it is Well, that's what, that's what I said, too, about Colton Schultz. I mean, Colton Schultz, I mean, he has wins over Mason Paris, who was the 5 seed as a true freshman. I mean, yeah. and Colton Schultz is coming in. So, I mean, maybe that's a moot point. But I did say in Article 2 that one of the things we – one of the phenomenon – that we don't talk about much is that in this country so full of prospects and so full of, of kids at this age that are, just are amazing 149 and 157 aren't very deep it's just odd i mean we yeah. haven't had a world champ at we haven't had a world medalist at 45 since i don't know fdr and, uh, and but we have all these resources we have all these studs yeah, it is interesting. I mean, you think Zane certainly made 49 look better than it was, and same with, well, Nolf right. and Imar. I mean, 57, I feel like, more recently been good. Of course, we had the 2008 year with Metcalf and all them, and even the next year it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the one year, Surtis won, where it was just like literally so many guys could have won that. I mean, one semifinal – no no shade to District 11, but it was Mitch Minotti and Josh Kendig who were like, if you added up their seeds, it was like over like 28. Like just completely crazy. Search just like TB2 well, I mean, his way to the title. It, it, was, it was not – it hasn't been a great wait in some time. Right, right. I mean, that, that was the year that Dardanes was a two seed, right? And I mean, yep. no shade on Dardanes, but that's not – I mean, you know, Maple there, looked like such lot, Maple coming into that year looked like the biggest favorite. It was so. Weird. I mean, I yeah. just figured, yeah, he'd go up. But he was, he wasn't. He got eighth. He lost to James English for in the seventh eighth match. Unreal. The, yeah. I think part of that is the the weight cutting thing, because um, if you look, at, I feel like if you look at the big boards, and you know, you mentioned that two thousand eight class. Think about kind of where weight cutting's been and how these. These kids, you know, the, the the lifting programs they're on, and kind of you know where Penn State's at, where like they really dominate Kyle dressing at the middleweights, right? And that's how they've kind of carried to their eight and nine years. And I just think guys who are, if if they're naturally, you know, one seventy five, a few years ago, even as much as like ten years ago, that meant you were like a forty nine or fifty seven in college. Now they're like. No, screw that. I'm gonna eat and get big, and then and they're more 65, 74, 80. Yeah, but that now. should that should be true across. That doesn't. That's just not for, but it's not just something that's specific to weighing 175 pounds. It should be like, all right, if I weigh 160, I'll. I mean, I should be the same. I hear that, but I I think the lightweights are still more. It, it, this is just anecdotally looking at. It. I feel like the lightweights are still more likely to cut. For whatever reason, and the middleweights are I agree less with, likely. To. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that's another odd phenomenon: is that the lighter weights, the lighter weights, I think, cut more and cut harder, which is doesn't make much sense. But I, uh, 
that's my observation. Um, but still, why is that? Why is it that there's a lot of depth at 25, 33, 41, and not 49? That doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't have any answers there. So from the depth at 49 back to Ohio State, it's okay. We can go off these little tangents. Yeah, yeah. I I actually like that because I I it's a good talking point because I you know. I'm totally with Christian where I think Alir, if Lyrus goes right away, and I think he should, um, I would absolutely pick him to be an All-American preseason. Mm-hmm. But I just – I have never seen him against, you know, a top 10 college level guy on the mat. I have no idea. If if that's fine, then, yeah, absolutely he could be in the national title contender. It's just – it's hard to, to, to make that leap right now. Um, on his feet, sure. But, yeah, so Sasso, I think um, – so, you know, you figure they can get 40 points out of Sasso and Colin Moore. Those aren't the guys we're we're, we're worried about, um, and you feel very confident that Luke Pletcher, you know, seventeen, steady Eddie, right? Um, the, well, the questions last year for me in are the, um, last year in the depth charts article, I wrote, you know, I couldn't help but looking forward to this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of money tied up, and I think a lot of question marks um, in the in the seventy four, sixty five, fifty seven range. Um, yep. I mean, they got Rocky Jordan, they got Ethan Smith, they got Carson Karchla, they got uh, who else am I forgetting? Um, Caleb Romero, Caleb Romero, and you know, Caleb Romero and Ethan Smith have been solid, not spectacular, uh, not sort of the level that um, Ohio State is used to. I mean, Ohio State's used to AA caliber guys at every weight, um. But they have Rocky Jordan, who's sort of an enigma, uh, or sort of an unknown, and they got um, Carson, who's coming in as a as a true. Um, so there's some questions there. That's probably the most uh, intriguing part of the lineup, in my opinion, for Ohio State, and the most pivotal. Um, and then they got Garrett Hoffman, um, Gavin Hoffman, replacing Miles Martin. Really like. I mean, I like Hoffman coming in next year when you. He was in some matches with Henry Parker, and I think he might have notched some ranked wins. I just think I think he's super talented. I think he could do really well uh, for them, especially. You look at '84; it loses Miles Martin and Drew Foster, and uh, maybe Shakur Rashid, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, no. um, uh oh, we Chip might have, Ness. We might have some company. Uh, <laughs> Chip Ness is gone, much to the um, delight of other '84s. Oh boy, we've got company. Better late than never. The one, the only. Come on, tighten up, tighten up. Where you been, man? I've been, uh, okay. I've been talking up that you were coming. Sion Williams is here. For those of you that are listening and not watching, shame on you. But here he is. Uh, you know, I got busy out there doing some work, so then I lost track of time. It's like, oh wait, I gotta go crash Christian's uh, party. Well, well, I appreciate that. Hey, Willie, you don't know this, but um, Monster Truck Boys, me, Kyle, and Sion are going to the Monster Truck Rally uh, next Saturday. You're gonna miss it. Nomad is not going. He was invited that? and won't go. What does that entail? It's like, are you guys going to cook out? Let, let him know, Kyle. Out? Let him know what Monster Trucks entails. Uh, we're just going to go watch Gravedigger tear some crap up. Yeah. Do some spins. <laughs> do some backflips. Do some flips. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Gravedigger came up at work a few weeks ago, and then we started just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, hey, is it going to be in Austin sure- anytime soon? And sure enough. Make uh, sure you're feeding piles beers, Kyle. Big, yeah, inter- I'm Willie's big interrupting guy today. Yeah, can't wait his turn. Kyle's I, trying to try. 
Willie will ask Kyle for a thing. Kyle tried to give the answer. <laughs> Willie can't wait. Right, let me interrupt. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, can't hear you, Willie. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Well, you're not going to be able to hear him. So that's going to be part of great radio. Kyle, I'm uh, saying not, I want, I want no Paul tuned up for this event. No, you're, no. you're just – all right. Willie, you're going right, to be Willie. quiet for this portion because Sion can't hear you. Um, I forgot about this aspect. It's fine. Okay, so Sion, you know, I wore this Hawkeye shirt for you today because I know you wanted to be a Hawkeye. Um, you love the Hawkeyes. Everybody though, everybody makes uh, mistakes when they're young, you know. You grow, you outgrow it, and you move on with life. Okay, so I, my big question for you is you were very reluctant to get on board with Kevin Dresser uh, and, and an all-Hawkeye staff. Now, I want to know what you think now – they got two on the podium in year two after having one qualifier last year. Um, are you starting to come around that maybe Kevin Dresser knows a thing or two about a thing or two? A thing or two about a thing or two. That's a Virginia saying. Maybe just if, maybe not in Jamaica. No, not in Jamaica. It means we, he knows we, what we, he's we, doing. We actually make sense in Jamaica. Got it, got it. Okay. I got to give Dresser the staff credit. You know, at first wow. I was very reluctant because – well, they're all Hawkeyes, you know. You know how that is. So I was very reluctant. So, Not you know, much wrestling success with that program. Sorry. I was reluctant. But as a Cyclone, you know, you know, I was reluctant because, well, they were Hawkeyes, you know. But they are doing a good job. Got to give credit where credit's due. Um, the guys are looking good. Nine national qualifiers. You can't, you can't argue with that. That's a lot. There, there is results. Um, we haven't had that much qualifiers since what 2010. I think the last time Kale was there, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was I think it was the Kevin's first year, which was all the recruits before he got there. Wow. So yeah, um, before that, I think when Kale was there, we had all ten recruits, ten, 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 ten. Then they definitely nine. didn't in like 2009. I remember they had all ten. Um, all four years Kale was there. All three years he was coaching, he had ten, ten, ten. Wow. Everybody qualified those mm-hmm. years. And then the last year. Then he left KJ. the program in ruin. He didn't leave the program in ruin, you know. <laughs> man, why, why, why you got to always try to harp on uh, – why you always got to try to harp on Kale when I'm here? Actually, man? I'll say huh? you left the program in ruin. I didn't leave anything in ruin. Yeah, you did. You um, you guys betrayed your alma mater for greener pastures. I didn't betray my alma mater for anything. I was there. I, I stayed. Right. Um, whoever was the coach there you at the time the was remain nameless, you know. That's the reason I'm no longer there, but – that's just just the past. The past. Let's talk about the future, let's Christian. Ta- let's talk about the Christian, future. Christian, what's on your mind? From now on, when we come on the show, no more Penn State bashing. No more bringing up me and uh, bash Penn State. Penn State. Yeah. Where did I bash okay, Penn State? No more kale bashing. What if I bash kale? Just now. No, that was that's a joke. Do you know no what more, a joke is? No more is? jabbing. Um, no more jabbing at me and uh, not liking Dresser. I never said I didn't like the guy. Okay. Okay, I did say I didn't like the guy. Actually, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, all, there's all right, actually there's videotape <laughs> evidence. Right. But yeah. All right, so, well, hey, a- if you're ready to turn over New Leaf and give credit, I'm ready to let that die. Because there was a while there, there were signals that this was going really well in Iowa State, and you were not ready to get on board. Now that I know you're on board, we'll move on, and you are a part of the Kevin Dresser fan club. I'm not trying to put words I'm, in your I mouth. I mean, Sion, okay, so it's kind of unrealistic, but they could they could have five AAs next year. Now, that's absolutely everything going right. But if they have five AAs in year three, are you like, okay, yeah, 
They're doing a good job. He's already, I, th- he I just, just said, said that. No, man. I know. I know. But I feel. I feel. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Here, you know what, you know what, I'm gonna put. Now that I'm putting words in your mouth, I don't believe you. You said that very begrudgingly. There was no like, yay. I believe him. Man, I believe this. Yeah, man. I think. I, I hey, think y- you're. Y- y'all see why I, I think you're putting on a show here, man. I think you're putting on a show here for the fans. You you don't want to say what you really think. No. Come on. If if anybody knows Sion, I say exactly what I think. (laughs) This is. I don't care about offending anybody. This is true. I say what I think because, you know, if if you sugarcoat your words, then you're not yourself. And if you're not yourself, then you're just a fake. Let me stop right there. Fake, yeah. Why don't we. uh, That needs to be printed on a shirt. That would sell. All right, Sion, uh, what else is on your mind? What else do you want? You're ready to move forward. You're looking forward. What are you looking forward to? I'm actually looking forward to next season, you know. It's uh, going to be a season up in the air. Um, Penn State lost a lot of firepower. Mm-hmm. You know, Ohio State's right there. You know, on paper, Iowa got, potentially got seven, eight, nine All-Americans next year. So, you know, it's going to be a season that's uncharted territory for a while, you know, for the last literally – Six, seven, eight years. Literally, you go in there saying Penn State's going to win next year. You know, it's wow. still. Last year was kind of close. The, only the people that didn't didn't really believe things. But. Oh, my gosh. Sion, you're about to get kicked off. You're making all these good points now. I'm furious at you. No. It, it, came, down to, it came down to one match. But oh, yeah. as I say, you know, next season is going to be a pretty excited season for the wrestling community because it's going to be some real competition. Are you going to come to any uh, – of the freestyle tournaments this year? I think I'm going to be in Final X Lincoln. Final X Lincoln is the only Competing one. Competing or just going. watching? Just watching. Okay. I can't compete, you know. It's not American, so you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you could join the New York City RTC or something now? Well, still. Uh, if Sion joined another RTC competing for Jamaica, would you hate him? Um. Well, I don't hate any of these people, so please don't put words in my mouth. But no, I would not hate them. Because you, it, it, did you just say don't put words in your You do that to me all the time. I know. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Um, but I don't want it done to me, obviously. Okay. Now, um, no, I wouldn't because at least he is he has lived in Jamaica. Um, he's a Jamaican resident. He's not even a citizen of this country. Jamaican citizen. He's a Jamaican citizen. He's not an American citizen. I would hate it less. I would hate it more. I would still prefer Sion to compete for America, but he cannot because he's literally not a citizen. When are you going to get on that? Working on it. You're working on it? Yes. Okay, well, that's good. I, I sometimes forget you're not a, a U.S. citizen. Can they, Can you do dual, or would you have to fully renounce? Um, I could do dual. I'm working on that right now. I hope you do. I want you to... I want you to keep your Jamaican roots. I do, too. <laughs> it's what delayed me so long, so, you know, but we're at the point where... Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time to commit. You need, you need I, to commit I, to I, have a, I have a fear of commitment, so, you know, I guess now it's time I, I, I got to commit. All right. Um, well, good. I'm glad you're coming to some tournaments. Um, you coming to Beat the Streets? I'll be at... Be, uh, have I missed one yet? Well, I don't know. In your life, I I can't I can't speak to that. I think, I think I've been all the beat the streets. You and Burroughs been to all of them. All right, well that's good. Well, I'm glad um, you'll be around. Um, I'm glad you're stopping by. It's good uh, to see you again. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be there. You know, I was hoping to get an exhibition match with somebody. I don't know anybody out there want to do an exhibition match with me. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, <laughs> dang, that He's was wrestling. Kidding. He's wrestling Gwiz. <laughs> yeah, who could we get? Well, for the next show, we'll we'll. Have a, Let's take a poll. Who do you want to see me do an exhibition match with? Mm, Kevin Jackson. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. 
Might not go so but well though. For who? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Sion. Uh, any other any uh, parting thoughts? Any any words of wisdom? Any words of wisdom? I think y'all need to give me my own segment, you know. Let's also take a poll on that. Because Christian, you know, he always bans me from the show. And, you know, before I come in the door, I got to sign like a triplicate document saying mm -hmm. this, saying this. Got notarized. Can't, can't talk about, can't say nothing mean about Iowa. Um, I never said he also puts in there he gets to do a few jabs on Kale and Penn State, you know. <laughs> I didn't get any jabs in. This is so, a you know, I I think you need you need you need to stop being a Christian. You, okay. need, you need to stop being you. Okay. Well, I don't. I can't do anything about that, Sion. So what? What do you think, Nomad? I thought you said you need to stop being a Christian. Just renounce like, my faith. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop, no, 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 no. Like, change just, your religion. <laughs> he needs to stop being a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. You well, know, our next question. You know, I, I I haven't been on the show in a while, but the fans want to know, and I've been hearing. Why did y'all exile Bracky over there, man? What's up with that? Well, this is a little crowded. This is a little tight. Yeah. Huh? Why y'all gonna put my man Bracky in the corner like he's... <laughs> like, what's that dirty dancing movie? How y'all gonna put Baby in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Baby's not in the corner. Bracky, what do you think? Are you in the corner? I'm not in the corner. No. Come on, Bracky. Look, he's got his own present. He's got his own situation. He, he gets to... Yeah, he gets to show off his... his all the, the things have been sent to him. Right, yeah. he gets to be, he gets to be himself now. It's a good. Situation. Are you saying y'all 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 were stopping him from being himself? I think I think we were stifling him up here. Are you the, saying you're table. stifling his talent? He's a, he's an eagle. Yeah, he needs so, to spread his wings. Bracky, I get to show off my legs back here. Yeah, yeah you, you, don't get, get, you don't get that. He gets a solo shot. We don't get a solo shot. Yeah, no solos. Free Will, solo. Willie gets a solely shot shot all the time. Solo. <laughs> yeah. Willie, when you coming back to Texas, bro? <laughs> Next week. Tuesday. Tell him Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry. Tuesday. I can't hear you. <laughs> okay. All right. All See right, ya. then. I got it right back out. You know, got to, some of us has got to get back to doing work around here. Classic. We're literally doing work right now. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, literally in the process working. doing work right now. See, you could be like laying brick. He'd be like, we all going to get to work around here. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be in the middle of a meeting like, y'all going to do some work around. It's like his default thing to say to people to make it feel like they're not working. Meanwhile, he was always just walking around saying that to people, not working. Unless he's in about? charge of hey, productivity. Hey, hey, hey. When you're on our side of the building, hey. you are, when you're, you're not working because you, you work on the other side of the building. Well, no, i got to walk by your side to get to the bathroom. All right. No, you don't. You could go to, that. You could go to the secret all right, one. All right, all right, all right. This has gone off the rails. All right. Until next and... time, wrestling community. See you on I will see you all next time. Everyone's favorite Hawkeye, Sion Williams. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. You going to do mic action things. for the rest of the show? No. What would you say, Willie? Let me wrap up a few things from Sion's performance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Put a bow on that. Well, number one, uh, Kyle... Kyle's better over there because a lot of times Kyle's monitoring social media and giving us interesting tidbits uh, on who's saying what, and he's also um, looking up stats and stuff. So when he's up there, I like him better over there. They cut to him when he's talking uh, as opposed to watching him just, like, research stuff on his computer. That's not – that's bad television. That's bad, you know visuals number one number two I, th I found it interesting that um he said 
Something about paperwork. What was he talking about? Paperwork for what? He was talking about filling oh, out form. citizenship. Citizenship. Fill, filling out form. Okay, this has to be discussed. <laughs> I know what he's gonna say. Nomad. Because Nomad on the ride <laughs> from the Pittsburgh airport <laughs> to the oh, arena. Yeah. <laughs> Nomad swears that when you default out of a tournament, because we were talking about, like, we were talking about, okay, who, who has a tournament where they reach AA status and then they default? It happens every year. It didn't happen this year, but it happens every year. So we're talking about uh, who is going to do that. And Nomad said something to the effect of, well, they have to fill out who's going to fill out the paperwork. And everybody in the car was like, first of all, there's eight people packed into a Kia Sportage or whatever it was. <laughs> it was tight. <laughs> we were on each other's and laps. Literally, on our, Kyle was on my lap. And he says that something about filling out the paperwork or signing it and stuff. And everybody in the car like looked back at Nomad like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you, if you default, you have to fill out paperwork. I'm like, Oh man, what? Do they have to have it notarized? I mean, what? Does he completely know made that up. Where... No, I'm 100% certain there's a tournament. I don't know. It probably wasn't the couch. I'm 100% certain. I like. I literally saw the medical forfeit form, or like injury default, whatever it's called. Like I literally saw this form. Apparently, it wasn't college, but I have I have seen this document. Mm-hmm. Please produce that. At document. one tournament, uh, anyway, it was very. <laughs> At Mount Matt Madness, they have a form. It was probably the OW form. But he thought it spelled "ow" as in they were injured, and then <laughs> that was that's and then he's thought this all his life. I'm gonna I'm gonna contact that. every every athletic trainer in the country and have them produce this document for me because I've seen was, I have seen it, this. It was one of those things where Nomad said it, and then he realized he was wrong, and he just refused to come down from that hill. And he died on it. Made, we lost Nomad yeah, that day. He died on that hill. <laughs> But you know what? I respect it. He says, I'm going down. When I find it, I, you guys can eat, eat a whole bunch no, of crow. You're, you're already wrong. It no, doesn't happen in college. Just because, All right, well, just then because it wasn't college, but there, I, I've seen this document. Okay, but we were talking about the NCAA tournament. If there is a Mawa event in Baltimore County that makes you f- sign something if you default, that doesn't, that doesn't redeem you. In any way, shape, or form. It's not, it's not. It's it's either college or senior level tournament. All right. Anyway. Keep going, Willie. Are there, were there any other things you need to talk about from Sion's? Sorry, y'all no. couldn't hear each other. Okay. Other than the, the, I mean, he's a classic. Are you guys gonna start working? Oh, I was here at seven fifteen. Like he would come in the room. Sometimes you know I'd get there at six thirty in the morning. Then he'd see me getting coffee at seven thirty. Be like, I was here at 7 a.m. Well, I was here before you, Sion. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he always had the contest. Who's working harder? Who got the office first? 40% of his week is is spent talking about how much harder he works than you. <laughs> Think how much harder he could yeah. be working if he wasn't belittling us for not working while we're working. Anyway, uh, it's time for Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. It's Ooh. been too long. Yes. It's 8.55. We, we waited too long. And... I think he did a plot twist on us. I don't think it's going to be about the Nipsey Hustle murder. What, what do you got for us, Kyle? Yeah, I kind of axed that. Um, the Dr. CB guy, he's a total hoax. Uh, if you want to look it up, go ahead. Um, but there, Is was, this, there now, was more to the story. Here's than my I, question. 
And here's what the listeners are all going to think. Did you get pressured by Big Pharma to, to, for silence here? Uh, I did consider my life. I value my life. Uh, I did not want to die. Uh, so that did play a role into it. Although, I'm just going to make it clear. I think it's a total fraud, and that's not why he was killed. Okay. Also, they caught the guy, and the guy was just, like, mad at him or something. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, we've been talking a lot about New Jersey, obviously, with Rutgers success and Anthony Ashland and Nick Seriano. Mm-hmm. And they just went to a New Jersey Devils game and were honored there and got sweet sweaters with their weights on the back. That Love was pretty it. dope. So, I thought I would talk about the New Jersey Devil today. Ooh. And we all kind of know about the Jersey Devil, but we don't know, like, the origin of it. And this is pretty wild. This is pretty wild stuff. It goes all the way back to 1735. What? Yes. How about that? Yeah, that's old. So... This family, the Leeds family, was one of the first settlers to New Jersey. And, you know, back then they had just huge families. And uh, the mother of the family was getting ready to have her 13th child. Oh. And apparently the husband was just like low-life alcoholic scumbag. And she was just like all stressed out and everything. She's like, she just looked up at the sky and she said, Lord, let this one be a devil. Like, I'm just done with it. Oh. And so... A few months later, she has a kid, doesn't even think about that comment at all. It's born fine. And then after like a few hours, it just morphs into this devil. Uh-oh. What? Yes. It just, it just starts growing. Oh, it careful gets, what you wish for, Mama yeah, Lee. Exactly. It gets um, horns, wings, like leathery wings like a bat. Um, it's probably like six to eight feet tall. And it just kills everybody. Kills the whole family. What? Just like Leeds family, you are no more. Immediately? Like it's born, becomes huge. Yes. It's born, becomes six to eight feet, leathery wings, and kills the family. Yes, just murders everybody. That is the definition (laughs) of that escalated quickly. Yes. Zero to (laughs) a hundred. So then it just, you know, escapes. It goes, they said it went straight up through the chimney after it killed everybody. Oh, gosh. Just straight up through the chimney, broke the house, all that stuff. And so it just lives in... Uh, so it's South Jersey. It's in South Jersey, like the pi- oh, the Pine Barrens, where Burroughs and Green are from. Yeah. So maybe uh, this is another reason why I'm doing this is because I know we have a lot of Jersey listeners. Mm-hmm. I want to hear their own personal New Jersey Devil stories, because yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of them. But well, I'm sure throughout the 18th, 19th century, there's a lot of various sightings. But there was one week in particular in 1909, January 16th through the 23rd, where it just like went on a rampage. What? Like, it started off, they just found these huge tracks in the snow, and then livestock and chickens were just being found brutally murdered. And then there were sightings of it. Like, schools were literally canceled because kids weren't going. They were just too scared. Mills were closing because workers were too afraid to leave their house. Um, For, like, a week, it just went on a rampage in Jersey. But obviously since then, there's been all kinds of reported sightings. and they've embraced it. You know, there's an NHL franchise named after it. Yeah. I just um, thought it was Satan. But no, it's this creature. Yeah, it's a creature. Um, Man. So, yeah, that's the New Jersey Devil. And like I said, I want to hear all the New Jersey Devil stories out there. Well, now I'm curious about, is there a backstory behind the Duke Blue Devil? That's something we need to look into. We need yeah. to look into that. Yeah. We need to look into <laughs> that. Um, Maybe it was Christian Leitner. Might have been just Christian Leitner is the devil. <laughs> A lot of people did not like him. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. The fact that it led to a government shutdown, it sounds like, 
leads me to believe there's there's more to this that this is probably a legit thing. I had no idea it went back so far. 1700s. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Right. This is the most violent alien hour since Mothman. Uh, the Wind Dingoes was pretty violent. Yeah, it was pretty. Oh bad. yeah, it's true. The Wind Dingoes. Yeah, bad. they but literally eat people. Mothman <laughs> had the whole Mothman had the whole bridge collapsing. Yeah. Thing. It's a little different. I mean, I think drowning's a really bad way to go. If that's how the Oklahoma octopus gets you. Yeah. You might. You maybe he eats you before, but Willie, it, you really need to get on the Oklahoma octopus train. By the way, I was yeah. right about Gal. You don't want to be on the wrong well, end of that. You one. You do not want to be the, on the wrong end of that one, Willie. <laughs> well, okay. There's several things going on over there. Uh, <laughs> Number one, I, hey, I would entertain the idea of the, the Jersey Devil, right? I mean, I don't think that um, it's a a cruise. The, the lady said, uh, let this one be a devil, and it's eight, six to eight foot tall. I will say that maybe some people in New Jersey saw some things. If there's, you know, there's all these Bigfoot sightings, I will say that some people saw some stuff. Aliens. Some people saw some stuff, and it's um, it's like prob the the probability is very high. Two things about the Oklahoma octopus <laughs> makes zero sense. Makes zero sense. Number one. Number two. I'm not swimming in Oklahoma, probably ever. So, <laughs> you know, you're only ever I, in Oklahoma when it's cold. That's a good point. In the words how of Ned Stark, the, uh, man sees what he sees. Yeah. I mean, how about the, the – what's the thing called in Texas? It's – I mean, it got proven, like, accurate. But, um, the chupacabra? What's, what's it thing? The chupacabra is a real thing. People talked about that for years and years. Now, it's probably only, like, a, a dog with mange and rabies and stuff, but the chupacabra is real. All right, chupacabra is real. Oklahoma octopus is real. Jersey Devil not sounds real. pretty real. It's definitely real. Thank you, thank you, Kyle. That's mm -hmm. a good. That's a good update, and uh, I love that the geographical uh, theme that you're keeping here. I think it's yeah. important. We do need. We also need to. We need to do a tracker. Maybe spake into a heat map mm -hmm. of all the places oh. we've done Bracky's Alien Hour. So number one, we a can see. Heat map. We can see which uh, which region of America is the most dangerous and where people should not live because of all the Baltimore terrible humanoids. County. And then also see what places we need to investigate uh, further. Man, West Virginia is going to be like bright red because you have <laughs> Mothman, you have the Flatwoods Monster incident, and then uh, Green Bank, West Virginia, is where all the fast radio bursts were being picked up at. Oh, yeah. And then the Everglades, Florida's going to be. Oh, Florida's that, sure. you, It's going to be pink. It's you, guys ever see that, you guys ever see that show where it's like all West Virginia? What do they call it? I mean, these guys are like mountain men that go searching for non-existent theories. You never saw that show? Never heard of this. I I think I know what you're talking about, Willie. There's like I mean, the, I mean, these guys are hicks. Yeah. These yeah. guys wear jean overalls and have beards down to their bellies, and they built. I mean, they got one guy that's just a trap builder, and there's. <laughs> There's like eight seasons and a hundred episodes, and they come up with absolutely nothing. It's great. Mountain monsters says Tyler in the booth. Yeah, okay, you get eight let's seasons. get to, let's get to some uh, let's get to some questions from our from our friends. Uh, I feel like we've abandoned them somewhat. Um, okay, someone asking about the gross medical red shirt. I don't know about that. I don't know anything about that. I feel like we might get a decision from him coming soon. 
the the speaking of medical redshirts in six years, so somebody published the email that Casey Cunningham sent to Nittany Line Wrestling Club. I don't know season ticket holders, somebody, and in it it said we we think uh, Shakur is getting a six year. We're trying to get him healthy. We have not heard on Kassar. So there's your Penn State update. Dang. Be careful releasing Penn State emails. They'll, they might yell at you now, Nomad. That's happened to me. So, But that would be great if they got six years. Uh, hope that they do. Good update there. I just hope it doesn't cost you, Nomad. Uh, at Olympic, this is an easy one uh, for from Anthony Terlizzi. Olympic trials, will the person sitting to the finals still have to make weight both days? Yes. They do make the make weight both days, which is good. I think they should have to do that. Uh, someone asked... How Bo Nickel would have done at heavyweight. I kind of poo-pooed this for a really long time. But then I'm like, hmm. but then then Anthony Kassar won. And I'm like, well, I know that Bo Nickel beats Anthony Kassar, or at least did beat Anthony Kassar. So maybe he would have, maybe Bo Nickel would have won heavyweight. Right? He might have, yeah. He yeah. really, I mean, certainly he beats Kassar, right? Or You uh, certainly can't rule it out. Yeah, you can't rule it out now if he... I still think he's just a little small, but freaking if if he decided I'm going up, maybe I'll say this. If he decided last year I'm going heavyweight next year and like made the commitment to like get up to like maybe 220, maybe he would have won. Maybe so. I mean, you know what? If that was his goal, far be it at this point, you have to say it because I'm, yeah. He could have won heavyweight. And I said all last year, all the Gable nickel talk, I poo-pooed that. I canceled heavyweight. Everything I know about heavyweight <coughs> was wrong. So I will say my initial thought was this, and now I'm changing it. And I think nickel, yeah, he probably could have won heavy. Speaking of uh, nickel and weight class, so the uh, article came out from Sky Ryan Hawkinsmith. We met in Pittsburgh, um, really, really good uh, journalist working for, for ESPN. But anyway, so he's ta- talking about transitioning from wrestling to MMA and, you know, Nickel, which I don't know that we've ever talked about this, but I feel like it was semi-well-known that he's going to go through 2020 and then go MMA. Do you think he's 185 or 205 in MMA? I would figure 85 MMA just because. How early the weigh-ins are. Yeah, day before. before. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Because it's even like it's even longer than. He's, like, he's pretty good at growing and being really good. So maybe that will why he's like why am I gonna cut anyway? And isn't MMA like so wrestling was like what twelve fourteen hour weigh-ins? Isn't MMA like thirty six hour weigh-ins in some case? In some, were they weighing like noon and they wrestled like eight? Then yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, one eighty five makes sense. Yeah, unless he gets just massive, but yeah, who knows? Um, All right, kind of this is kind of shots fired at at cease and desist uh, because this is a Sam Herring's question. Was more likely for Gable Stevenson three-time champ or no titles? Um, I think three-time champ is more likely. Yeah, I agree. But Sam Herring is the one that, that asks those types of questions. So, Kyle, you've been warned. But speaking of Sam, <laughs> here's his question. I think it's really a good one. All season long, we've been boasting 33 is the toughest weight of them all. Will be our preseason speculation for the toughest weight of the UWW season. Uh, and seeing how 61 is approximately 133, would it be the toughest and why? I feel like it's just how you measure it, right? Um, like, 61 last year, I remember, was insane at the Open. It was like, mm-hmm. you had guys like Corey Clark and, like, barely seated 
um, or not seeded at all, like not even a top 16 seed or maybe a top 13 seed, something crazy like that. So that was definitely like the deepest weight last year in terms of like guys that could win it. And then ultimately, um, Nishan won it. Or no, or was it Cologne? Who won the, the Open? The Open? Yeah. Was Cologne. Cologne won the Open. Because we were surprised when Nishan won Final X. Right. So Cologne won the Open. But certainly that we thought that was pretty wide. So I think maybe 61 is going to fall into that category again. But what is like the deepest, like in terms of like, there's another way to look at it, like world medal threats. Yeah. Like which one has the most world medal threats? Like, I don't know if that's 61. Um, I don't know if it's 65 either. Um, as much as we love J.O. and Yanni and Logan and Joey. In that sense, and I know we think Dick's going down to 74, but in that sense, most medal threats – in America, 79. Because I feel like if you go Dake, Ringer, Zahid, Mark, those yes. four are all winning medal. I, I'm comfortable. You throw any of them out there, they're winning the medal. World. I completely agree. 79 was kind of where my mind went as well. If Dake goes down, that changes things because he's the world champion there. But sure. I, I firmly believe that Zahid and Mark and Ringer will be medal threats. And there may be some other guys in the mix there that I'm not considering. Uh, so, yeah, that's a really, really deep one. I don't think 86. 97, no, probably 125 is kind of interesting, but Quiz has kind of removed himself a little bit from the field until further notice. He he beat Kuhn twice handily. So in terms of most guys who could win the weight this year, theoretically it's 65. You think? I I mean, okay, win win the weight domestically. Right, I'm saying be our world team rep in Kazakhstan. I feel like 65 has the most options where you wouldn't be surprised. Like, obviously, like, anybody can win, right? But if anyone but Gilman Fix or if Spencer wrestles 157, you'd be pretty surprised. Yes. Whereas at 65, I feel like it's more six or seven guys where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that guy won. You think it's that many? Uh, maybe not six or seven, but I mean. You have to say Zane, Logan, J.O. Yep. Yanni. McKenna. McKenna. And then. Um, you might throw in Ironman. Uh, Frank. Oh, geez, Frank. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Which is similar to kind of how 65 was uh, in 2016. Yeah. Now, of course, all those guys have to go 65, stay healthy, all that. But right now, one was it April 4th? That to me is the the most guys that can win a weight. Okay. Yeah, I think that's any uh, any thoughts there, Willie or, or Kyle? Mm-hmm. No, um, but I mean, I think I think 65 is probably. The best, 133 or 61 kilogram. I think there's a lot of questions there. I don't know if you include. I don't know. Do you include Suriano? What does he do? Does he even wrestle? Does he? Does he go 57? Does Dayton go 57? I don't know. I just think that 65 is the most intriguing for the reasons, for the names that uh, Nomad mentioned. Um, and there's a question there's a question from friends uh below that we didn't get to yet that asks i mean sort of alludes to the uh, the fact or the question will Kyle Snyder ever go 125 what do you think about that Christian well i don't think he'll ever go 125 but i think he could go 125 and be really really good and probably probably beat squiz out though i don't know squiz is much bigger quiz has gotten better 
So, but I would say, yeah, he could go. But I, I just don't see it. I don't see him getting much bigger. He's not tall. I mean, look at him. He is about as big as he I can mean, be with one. He's got to be close to max capacity. I hope he's at max capacity. I don't want him to get much bigger. Yeah. Right? Like, he yep. is so broad. Um, so, I don't think so. But I think it is interesting. And I, I like that question. What is our What combination of Taylor Cox, Snyder, Gwiz is the best for USA come 2020? Man, I don't know. To, to me, uh, I don't think there is an I don't think there's a right answer. The, basically, what you're asking me to do is predict who's going to win those spots because right. I don't think it's something where, well, if Taylor wins, he's not as good an international option as Jaden or vice versa. I don't believe that. I just believe whoever's better will win that weight or we'll be will give our best representation. So I, I think it's just like, who do you think's better? Period. Now, on the other hand, on the other hand, there is there is you could say that maybe so you think about twenty seventeen when Jaden won the spot and got bronze, Taylor had beaten all those guys. So you could maybe say that, okay, Taylor's the best option. I think that just Jaden has, has jumped level since then, and whoever wins that 86, Taylor or Cox, they're going to do equally. That could be untrue. Well, I I'm think, glad you mentioned that. I, I think part of it is um, – part of it is some people like names, right? Some some people like um, all the pieces to fit, all the biggest names to fit in the lineup. Mm-hmm. The, I, I feel like what the guy – what the guy might be asking, and I don't want to assume, but what the guy might be asking is, how can we best fit the names into pl- plug them into these holes? I think what he's maybe asking is, can it be Taylor at 86, Cox at 97, and Snyder at 125? Now, we don't know that Kyle would necessarily be better. 125 option in Gwiz. We don't know that. I mean, to me, it all goes back to, and I'll never forget, like when when Frank won the Olympic spot. Oh, my gosh. People people were upset, and people called it a little fluky. I mean, you could tell, you could tell the response was like, that was a fluke. But they didn't – only because of the name. It wasn't Pico. It wasn't Metcalf. It wasn't Zane. It wasn't J.O. Logan. Uh, Logan. Logan, right? Uh, people just didn't want to believe that one-time national champ Frank Molinero was the guy he, who emerged from that amazing bracket. And what they forgot to rem- remember, what they forgot to t- take into consideration is he won it. He won it. It he was, was good. Yeah, that, that was one of the things, the, the hills. I, I mean, a lot of people were really, really mad at me for oh, my takes. Pissed. Like, People were Ohio at people, you. Yeah. I mean, senior level athletes furious with me for saying, quit whining about the process. We're not good at this weight. We haven't won a medal at this weight. Everyone had this. Everyone knew the date for the Olympic trials, and Frank won it fair and square. And now you want to retroactively look into our process for how and compare it to Russia and this and that. It was so myopic and short-sighted. And by the way, it and bore out biased. the best part. The best part of it all was Frank proved to be the best option with his results at the world, and it's our best 65 result we've had since, like, Zadik. And has continued to do so. You look at Frank's performances on the international level, that he's been the best guy that we've had. Yeah. It's so. not even a question. 
Yeah. The, it, so it was... I don't know if that guy. Yeah, that was one of the the strange. It was strange. It it wasn't so strange that the Ohio State people were incensed um, because they're biased. I mean, everybody's fan base is biased by definition. But um, it seemed like the, the whole country was sort of like, well, Frank won, but Frank just won one of the amazing, most amazing Olympic brackets. I mean, that, that, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then he went on to do what he did. So I don't know if this guy that's asking the question about Snyder maybe wrestling 125 is – shooting for that like let's get all the biggest let's get the biggest names in to the halls but maybe i do want to get back to sam's question just for for one second it sounds like tom Sello is healthy again and will be wrestling um what way is he 57 that's the thing I, I i didn't i didn't ask that but um because you know he took that long period off where he had the surgery and then he got hurt again at midlands um but it sounds like he's been training and, and hopefully i mean he should be 57 I agree, and I mean, I know he hasn't beaten Gilman, but you'd rather have him. Give me a healthy Nathan Tomasello in that bracket, please. Yeah. Um, well, what, we we want that. We want for, him in that first bracket. First of all, first of all, no, he hasn't beaten Gilman in freestyle, but he's been right there. Yeah, sure. To do it. Um, I mean, when when Thomas won world silver. That was his closest domestic match that was by an awesome far. Match. It was like a late, late, late takedown to be. So NATO, Back NATO has the skills to do it. He just can't. You know, he's struggled with him. But that would add some serious depth to 57 because he's he'd automatically be towards the top of the list of guys that could contend mm-hmm. with Gilman. And, and you know, shoot. Well, now Dayton already beat him. Uh, beat NATO oh, yeah, for, did the for U23. U23. So maybe that pecking order is a little more defined than we want to give credit for. But still. He adds some some serious depth and would be a contender at fifty seven. Yeah, it's just a general idea of like, give us as many good guys in the bracket as possible, so when things play out, you know, we have as many options as possible. Right. So uh, anyway, that was that was a good thing I wanted to slip in. Caleb Hamer, how long until Kimmer finds out about if he gets his medical red shirt? Well, he doesn't need one to wrestle next year, so he'll wrestle next year. So I don't know how that works if he like finds out now about two years from now, but. He re- he'll be in the lineup next year. It's so weird because it seems so inconsistent with when they find out. Well, they gave Leith be- all those. I remember it was during Beat uh, the Streets last year. Yeah. We found out Leith was basically a freshman again. That was that was exactly what I was going to mention. And now, you know, it's like Kassar missed two full seat. Like, Kassar has the most legitimate six-year case of anybody I can think of recently. And they still don't know about him. And here Grand Leith is getting three more years. Which is all good, like, you know, I hope guys get as many years as they need, but it's just so inconsistent with these six years, in terms of when we find out, at least. Okay, uh, Rye asks FRL, Nomad is the top candidate in the Maryland job. What is his interview like? How long before it goes off the rails? i just give one word answers. <laughs> <laughs> Recruiting. Budget. No, I, so here's here's my thoughts. PowerPoint. Because I think there's, <laughs> I think there's, a, um, I think there's actually some evidence to this. So, I, this is not a political statement. This is just kind of factual. Remember during the, the Trump debates, he would start all the debates like he was doing an impersonation of an actual presidential candidate. Like he'd been watching the West Wing or the American <laughs> president. And he'd start out very straight, very calm, under control. It's like, wow, this is like presidential sounding. And then 45 minutes in, he's... <laughs> telling his op- opposition he's going to throw him in jail, right? 
And I think we've seen a little of that with Nomad with some of his FRL shows. Last last show started great. He wouldn't even let me talk at the end. A couple times before, a couple weeks earlier, it's kind of the same thing. We're talking about American citizenship. He's yelling at me. So I think it starts great. He's like, well, I think we've got to get the alumni involved. I think recruiting on the East Coast is very important. And at the end of it all, who knows where he's going? He's got maps pulled up. He ends up yelling at the administrator. I, that's how I see it going. No matter, it might not go that way, but that is my big theory. First of all, I I low key enjoy the shows where because sometimes uh, I get so I get so into it, and I know that it frustrates you a little bit. So then it makes me want to do it even more, which is fun by trying to do that well, too much. People don't like it nah, based on but, the feedback. So well, it's make, make the show better. Small minority. Um, anyway. <laughs> If 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 it's a unanimous, group it's not a unanimous. It's, it's fourteen people on Twitter. There's it's so many people listening to the show. Anyway, um, if I were and whoever takes the Maryland job, get all the freaking alumni. Do you know how much money they could pour into that program if they got the Maryland See, alumni? This involved? is how it, this is what how would happen. This is how it would happen. Thirty-five minutes in an interview, you would start talking about alumni and totally goes off the. Ra- what what have you been doing all this time? No, alumni would be good. It'd be like when he started yelling about Steve Blake or Juan Dixon or something. And he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, Jim Henson is an alum of this prestigious university. Why are we not tapping into the Muppet Fund? That's true. Well, my dad, uh, my dad go. taught Juan Dixon in high school. Th- Did he really? Yeah. He, wow. So Juan Dixon transferred. Right? So Juan Dixon was a guy who played for the Terps and won, won a national title in basketball for them. And real quick story, the first time he took a test in my dad's class, he had his book open. My dad's like, what, what are you doing? Apparently whatever school Juan Dixon came from, there were no rules for <laughs> basketball players. And they could just have books open and could ask questions. And he's like, no, dude, like you can't you can't do it. You have to like actually take the test. Anyway. Did Dang. your dad have him play? Man, uh, what's up with your dad? Yeah, wow. I know. Real, real, real hardo. Yeah. Jeez, just chill out. If he can look it up and find it, that's his, that's that's what the real world is. <laughs> yeah. If you have a question, you don't have to know it right then. You can figure out the answer. So I think, uh, you know what? Big fan of Roy Lobdell, but that's that's a bad teaching moment. Let it, let him use the environment he has, especially if he's got a sweet jumper. Any other questions in here? Um, I think that's it. You know what? I think we hit it. Oh, is the new studio in Easton wheelchair accessible? Asks uh, Jeffrey. <clears throat> no. It's not. Well. Not wheelchair accessible. I might build one of those. Uh, maybe I'll get one of those chair lifts, you know? Just put it down the stairs and just go do like this. You just sit nice and slow? That would be sweet. Just, yeah. You know, well, let's get in the, in the content budget for uh, Q3. What do you say? Let's do that. What are you boys doing this weekend? Any monster truck rallies? <laughs> no, no monster truck rallies this week. Uh, I want to. No man, what Natalie. are you doing this weekend? Oh boy, I want to get. I want to get a head start. It's 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 been a very hectic travel schedule. I want to get a head start on Flonats and U.S. Open stuff. Yeah, what are you put out some Flonats stuff? By the way, Flonats, the. the the quantity and quality is pretty darn strong for the cadet side. I love it. Um, are you putting stuff out for that? Yeah, I want to talk to you because now that the final high school rankings are out, because I hate when we put things out and then the rankings change and then they're not accurate. So now that those well, are out. Final rankings good. are out. And, by the way, Piles, I saved – before I removed the seniors, I saved the seniors' rankings 
So nobody whines this year. Thank um, you. What else, Nomad? I feel like if you have an off weekend, you might go down Stick Street. I, I feel like I, I want just cameras on you at all times. I want somebody I, documenting your weekend Is this weekend around the time of year last year that uh -oh. a car yeah. went missing? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now. It was before NCAAs. I, yes, I remember. I think it was. I'm pretty sure. Yes, really it did. was. Well, there should be a police record. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was. Because you, you told people at NCAAs, but you didn't tell me. And I don't think Kyle knew either. No, I don't know. And how, how about you lost your, your car and your NCAA credential all within like a week? Oh, wow. NCAA credential. Far worse. That was way worse. <laughs> Yeah, you could. Where were where were we when we were like we were at a tournament and we were getting beers and instead of using his license for an ID, he was using his passport. <laughs> the clear I've it seen LJ use his birth certificate. <laughs> LJ lost his ID when he moved to Texas or something. I forget what it was, but I've seen him use his birth certificate. My dear grandmother, rest her soul, told told us a story. So she was born in 1932. She told a story that they used to use their baptismal papers to get into to nightclubs and stuff in like the 50s. <laughs> nightclubs. Yeah. Wow. All right. Some, we... kid, some kid at NHSCAs came up and asked for my autograph on his birth certificate. I that said, happened. You, that you happened. What? That happened. No man had seen it. That happened. 100%. Said, <laughs> can I have your, can I have your autograph? I have your autograph and he hands me this paper I'm like this is your birth certificate he's like yeah and he points up at the corner he goes I'm, I got if I get you then I have you and Kyle Dake and he points to Kyle Dake Kyle Dake had also signed it <laughs> <It's> amazing <laughs> where's that kid on the know. big board I don't know whoa I don't even know who it was sweet alright we're really going for real play the song it's we got a normal schedule next week, right? Normal for me. Um, I'm planning on it. Tuesday, Thursday. Re regular I'll FRL be in switch. studio, yo. Uh, Willie will be in studio. When you, wait, you get here Tuesday. What time? I get there Monday at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, perfect. Nice. Not Yeah. That's awesome. Well, okay. Thanks so much for listening. 366 episodes strong. We'll be back next Tuesday. I don't know if we have any events this weekend. Yeah, we have Reno. Reno what, Worlds. What else we got? Anything There's else? There's one other thing. Adidas Nationals. Adidas Nationals. Tune into those. Independence, you... Missouri. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks to Sion Williams. We'll be back Tuesday. See you then.